Hey there, and uh, welcome back to the World Hopper's Guide to the Cosmere. I'm your host, Arian, and uh, this week, again, something a little bit different. Uh, kind of just a character study, I guess is what I call it, but it's not going to be that in-depth. Only like 10-odd minutes, so uh, let's just go into it. Uh, I think it's not a controversial statement to say that there are a lot of fascinating characters in the Stormlight Archive. Everybody loves Kaladin, or Shallan, or Zeth, or Dalinar, and they're all incredibly complex characters, uh, and definitely some of Brandon Sanderson's absolute best work. But uh, this week, I want to sit down and take a look at one of the more uh, underrated characters in the entire Stormlight Arsenal, and that would be Adolin Colin. Uh, one of the few non-radiant members of the cast, Adolin is nevertheless up there as one of, if not my favorite character in the entire Cosmere. That's a lie, Light Song is my favorite, and the next is Hoyd, uh, obvious for both, they're both amazing. But this episode is going to be a little more fast and loose if you couldn't tell with the structure, but I still hope it's enjoyable. Uh, spoilers for the entire Stormlight Archive, up to and including Oathbringer, and let's jump into it. So, Aedlin is definitely an odd one out in the Stormlight canon, both in-universe and out. In the original version of The Way of Kings, all the way back in 2002, Aedlin had a much smaller role and originally actually died in one of the battles. He was never really intended to be one of the main characters, and he still isn't one of the sort of Focus 10. But uh, even in the writing of the 2009 version, the version that we ended up getting, he didn't have that much importance. It was only when editing and going through Dalinar's chapters and finding that Dalinar's sort of wishy-washiness of whether he was insane or not, that Brandon decided to expand out Adolin's character and have him be the one who doubted Dalinar while his father could continue to forge ahead confident in his own visions. From there, uh, Adolin's character has expanded out to fill a bunch of gaps in the story, and, and yet there's still something obviously different about him. The story of the Stormlight Archive is fundamentally about quote-unquote broken people who embrace their issues and speak the words of the Knight's Radiant. Almost all of the other Radiants, and definitely the Heralds, uh, are people whose lives have been marked with tragedy and torment. Adolin uh, has some of that, but not, not a whole lot. Uh, as Brandon himself says, with Adolin, what you see is what you get. In that sense, he's kind of reminiscent of the classic heroes from fantasy of old, a good fighter with a good heart who faces his problems head-on in his giant anime armor with his giant anime sword. He's the man who stands up for battered prostitutes and treats all men with respect regardless of eye color. And normally, as a reader, that's the kind of thing I would rally against. That sounds super boring uh, in the abstract. But somehow, somehow in the Stormlight Archive, it works. Adolin works as an amazing foil to every Radiant. Uh, as Brandon says, uh, Adolin's the guy who's not really gaining any of the magical powers and flying in the air and stuff. He just kind of needs a guy who's normal. <laughs> and sometimes I think that normality is something that turns people away. Uh, nobody can be that perfect, right? And yet, I think that's kind of what drew me to the character, um, That really that contrast with everybody else. There's a, a beauty in watching that character who was ostensibly on top of the world, a, a well-liked, well-adjusted soldier, son of a high prince and a shard bearer, become increasingly less relevant to the events of the world as everybody around him begins to surpass him. His wife, the bridgeman, his little brother, and, and the real kicker um, that makes Adolin so amazing is that he accepts it. He is downright excited to see Shallan and Renarin and Kaladin and Dalinar grow and flourish, and still tries to aid in whatever way he can. And I, and I think that is just, 
super awesome. It's also great that his, his points of view in the stories are rarely boring. He's either fighting or just doing interesting stuff. With that said, uh, there is still a lot more to him under the surface, I think. Um, nuance that take him from something one note to a really someone special. Beneath the hero, we've seen the glimpses of anger beneath. The biggest turning point, obviously, is uh, his decision to brutally murder High Prince Sadius at the end of Words of Radiance. In that moment, he gives in to the very human rage he's been feeling since the Battle of the Tower and compromises some part of himself. It's justified, of course, but uh, to an extent, uh, but it's a moment where Adolin realizes that he is not his father, nor is he the man his father believes him to be. He says as much to Sadius. My father thinks I'm a better man than he is. Unfortunately for you, he's wrong. We see that beneath the sturdy exterior, Adolin is dealing with insecurity of not believing he can live up to the person everybody sees. And the only person he can really confess that to is Toral Sadius, right before driving a knife through his eye. There is a, a, a subtle through line of pain to, to Adolin that I think is best summarized from a line in, in The Way of Kings, the real book, not the book in the book. Adolin liked to be familiar with a large number of people, but not terribly close with any of them. And I think we've kind of seen that play out throughout the story. He is uh, part of House Colin, yes, but he idolizes his father, and Renarin looks up to him as a hero. Uh, he loves Shallan and is friends with Kaladin, but both of them are Radiants, along with his father and brother. Within that circle, he's alone. He's a bright lord, but the others, like Jakimav, are willing to turn on him if it means a political advantage. His guards are Bridge 4, as is Kaladin, and as is Renarin, but Adolin isn't. Aelin can be friendly with everybody, but he's nobody's first choice when the chips are down. It's a, it's a special kind of extrovert that's simultaneously surrounded but alone, not really capable of being fully vulnerable to any person. And with nobody to confide in, not even Shallan, despite their closeness, there is really only one place he can turn, uh, where he feels alive. Aedlin's relationship to his Shardblade, the Deadeye known as Maya, has been the subject of a lot of discussion and theorization about where this could go. Uh, he treats Maya with an unusual amount of respect, and during the accidental trip to Shadesmar, he finds her to be a dead spren. His ability to summon her in fewer than ten heartbeats suggests to a lot of people that he may end up becoming an edge dancer, which makes sense given his capacity to just care for people. After all, he might be discovering the secret to bringing Spren back to life, something that could monumentally change the relationship between Spren and humanity as we continue through the rest of the series. But I'm not entirely convinced by this theory, personally. Um, one criticism I've always had about the Stormlight Archive, uh, one small criticism, it's an amazing series, is, is that everybody important is radiant in some way. Um, unless they're a herald, of course, which is its own set of problems. Uh, you got Kaladin, Shallan, Dalinar, Renarin, uh, even Teft by the end of Oathbringer has, has sort of actualized himself by becoming Radiant. That it seems to be a, a pretty common way to show a character's progression and growth. It's natural, of course, given that the series has kind of been building this up very slowly, but it's also refreshing to have a main character who can constantly grow and change in, in different ways and, and kind of bring something different to the fights. I'm hoping, at the very least, that if Adolin does end up bonding Maya, that it brings something new and unique to the world. But, I mean, we'll see what happens, since it's likely that our current main cast will be losing focus during the back half of the series in favor of, uh, different characters. Another bit of speculation that I'm a little more hopeful about, but I think is a little less likely to happen, uh, is that Adolin might end up 
falling sway to Odium's power. Somehow. We've seen in him the thrill, until it was captured by Dalinar, uh, and in his murder of Sadius, Aedlin demonstrated a pure moment of passion and hatred. We know the concept of Odium's champion, the Man with the Nine Shadows, hasn't yet been completely abandoned, despite his failure to convert Dalinar at the Battle of Thalen Field. So it's possible, possible, that Aedlin might go down that route. It's incredibly unlikely, given how caring Aedlin is, how much he fights for humanity, and the relative lack of focus we kind of got from him in Oathbringer, but I think it would be a neat, heartbreaking turn for the character uh, to watch him fall from grace in the most painful way. With all this said about this guy, uh, it's pretty clear that Aedlin is not one of the main focuses of the series, which I'll admit is kind of a disappointment. He's always been Brandon's kind of wild card for when the plot needs someone flexible for a certain role. From his initial role being expanded to provide a contrast to Dalinar, to Brandon's decision to have him be the one to kill Sadius, to spending much of Oathbringer kind of just relegated to investigation and support, it definitely feels like Aedlin is something of a tool that can be deployed to fill certain holes in the story, when you kind of just need a good guy. I am genuinely hopeful that we see more out of him, because I think he is an integral part of the team, but we'll just have to see where he ends up now that he's married to Shallan and dealing with the consequences of his own actions. But, yeah. Whew, that has been just kind of the somewhat off-the-cuff Aitlin colon discussion. Uh, if you'd like to leave any comments or thoughts, or just who your favorite character is in the series or in the Cosmere, uh, or any ideas for future episodes, leave a comment wherever you leave comments, or shoot an email to worldhoppersguide at gmail.com with no apostrophe. I've just made that. There's only like five people listening to this anyway at the moment, so it's probably not a big deal, but uh, yeah. Regardless, thanks to the Coppermine and the Arcanum for the helpful facts, thanks to Kevin McLeod for the intro music, and thanks to you for listening.